Hello and welcome to After Hours with Astrid and me. Today we're talking to Penny from Mary Claire about all things fashion. Today we have the lovely Penny Goldstone from Goldstone. Goldstone. Yes. Yeah. Like Goldstein. I get a lot of Gladstones. Gladstone. Yeah, Goldstein. Yeah. All of it. Goldstone is kind of quite on brand for Astrid and Mio as well. Isn't well, it? quite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I said it right, only the tenth one. What did you go for? You got the gold hoops. Gold hoops, and I've got. I have well piercing issues. Um, oh, I yeah. do have a lovely little diamante one for here. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So, do you want to tell everybody what you do? So, you're the digital fashion editor. What does that entail? So I am the digital fashion editor at Marie Claire UK. Lovely. So that basically entails everything fashion related for the website. So typically I'll write some news stories in the morning. So more like time sensitive issues like, I don't know, designers creating a new collection. Kate Middleton was spotted wearing an M&S jumper. Those stories actually do really well online. Really? So anything, yeah, anything rule related, people are obsessed. Really? Yeah. We had another girl who was obsessed with old K-Mids. Like, I'm not against, but I wouldn't necessarily want to get a jumper that she No, worn. people do. Kate Middleton and Holly Willoughby yeah. are the two celebrities. Whenever they wear like a high street item, it sells out within really? like minutes. Yeah, I mean Holly Willoughby is a total babe, so she I, is. I I kind of understand her more, and she feels a lot more trend conscious yeah. and fashion forward. Yeah. Kate Middleton, I guess because she of what she does, she yeah. has to be reserved and she covers her arms now doesn't she all the time she covers her arms all the time and then it's all like the royal etiquette like yeah you can't show your knees have to wear tights has to be like there's so many rules so she's had to just like park her see-through dress from the like famous yeah yeah no no can't be wearing that no no, nothing no no legs no tits nothing so that's the morning we've got the royals potential yeah so anything like that needs to be covered straight away Uh or things like oh this is the dress everyone's wearing on instagram those great pieces and then afternoons i tend to do the meteor features so they might Mm -hmm. be more of like a Uh, maybe a designer interview or a big shopping edit or a trends edit Mm -hmm. and then on top of that we all dip into our social channels so I'll do like nice fashion pictures on Instagram Mm -hmm. and then on top of that we'll have everything that's not office related so maybe press days going on press trips that sort of thing Mm. breakfasts meetings yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like everything's writing. Do you shoot? Do you do videos as well? So that is something we're working on at the moment. Mm-hmm. So we are working on a brand new digital strategy. Ooh, exciting. Um, exciting. Investing a lot more in digital. So we are hoping to be able to do more online shoots. So we've freelanced those out in the past. Mm-hmm. And I've done a couple of street style galleries for myself and they've usually done quite well. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping to do more of those and definitely more videos. Oh, great. Mm. So it sounds like a fun job to have. Yeah, it's really fun. It's kind of what I dreamt of doing, mm-hmm. but never really thought I would end up doing because it's, you know, it's quite a hard industry to get into and mm. so many girls want this job. Of course. Um, so it's quite competitive. And yeah, I've just always really loved fashion 
fashion for fashion the cliche that's on every cv that you send out <laughs> oh i did God. write that in my cover letter you yeah. didn't. i did i used to literally when i had interns yeah. right, i've got a passion for fashion i'll be like nope I, I still get those now and i laugh i'm like no that was me i did that um but you know it kind of worked because i'm here now um, <laughs> yeah, enough, but you yeah. know something must have worked but yeah. um yeah no it's fun like no two days are the same mm-hmm. get to write about what i love get to see some really nice clothes yeah get to wear some nice clothes and have a lovely team that i work with yeah so, amazing yeah how big good. is the team so at the moment there are about 10 of us mm-hmm. but hopefully we're gonna grow a bit more mm. so yeah good to, good sized team for yeah, online that's a lot actually mm. So you're kind of heading it all up and then you've got like fashion cupboard and... So we don't really have a fashion cupboard. So we used oh, really? to with the magazine on the print side because obviously yeah. they call in mm-hmm. more clothes for shoots. But because mm-hmm. we haven't really done many shoots, we've got a cupboard that we share with beauty and all right. the other teams. The beauty cupboard is um, always the place you want to go and dip in at a magazine. Yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's good. It's good. And yeah, I've got my editor who, mm-hmm. who runs everything. And then fashion is essentially amazing so talk to me about the journey to get here we're obviously going to talk about the three moments that kind of brought you to where you are now yes and one of them was leaving a job that you didn't like what was that so it's not so much that I didn't like it in that it just wasn't suited to what I wanted to do right to give you a bit of background I did an MA in multimedia journalism in Bournemouth Mm -hmm. and one of our end of year assignments was to line up some internships for when we graduated or I think Mm. maybe it was the summer before we we graduated so I ended up at the BBC oh amazing um, interning at Watchdog Okay. Yeah. So random. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> so it was, you know what? I knew exactly how Anne Robinson liked her salmon and broccoli, oh, which was shit. steamed in the microwave every day, which That's, I had to do. was your job. That, that is was my a stinky jo- job. I was, yeah. I did a, a tiny bit of research, but obviously like the, we're the interns. They're not going to yeah. give us like important shit to research. No. So yeah, I mean, I literally lived in fear of giving her salmonella or food poisoning. <laughs> I mean, I think she was fine when I was there. Um, So, and then one of the segments they did was on some money issues. So they interviewed Martin Lewis. Okay. And one of my other food-related jobs was to go and get him a sandwich at Pret um, when they were interviewing him. So we just ended up, I think, having our lunch break together and we got chatting. And he was like, yeah, he was really lovely, really nice. And he was like, oh, well, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm graduating. He was like, oh, what kind of jobs are you looking for? And I said, well, you know, I don't know, like a yeah. job. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh, well, I'm looking for a researcher. Why don't you send my team your CV? Which I did. And then I got an interview, I think a few weeks later. And then as I left the interview, walking back to the tube, they said, oh, can you come back? And they offered me the job, which oh was amazing. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. So there I was part of the deals team so mm-hmm. i don't know if you know money saving expert that much you yeah okay the section i worked in was basically any deals to do like discount codes for fashion brands yeah. restaurant vouchers all that sort of stuff but so were you doing back-end stuff of that as well like kind of creating them and working with the it was i'm trying to remember now <laughs> seems like quite a while <laughs> ago i helped build the newsletter mm-hmm. and I did a lot of the research, you know, like chatting with the marketing team at the brands to set up 
the deals and, and you know, check like things like T's and C's and stuff because you have yeah, to be so yeah, careful because people yeah. can complain. Whether I built it on the website, I literally can't remember. Yeah. Probably a bit of back end stuff. Yeah. Well, you, well, you would have known that you had to do that. <clears throat> yeah. You wouldn't even consider unless you were working somewhere like that. Yeah. No, it's, it's mm. so much more in depth than you'd think. That's why yeah. they're doing so well. Like, yeah. I always had at the back of my mind that I wanted to work in fashion and in magazines. Mm-hmm. So obviously that was quite different. Yeah. However, I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't had that job because yeah. I learned a it's my first job in digital otherwise yeah. I had planned to work in print which mm. would be a totally different story now yeah so I just learned so much with them I learned coding I learned the research side of things yeah. writing social media so yeah it was a good learning curve so you were just doing a bit of everything there yeah a little bit I'd been there for I think in the end I left I'd have been there for two and a half years mm-hmm. it was fine but it just wasn't floating my boat so I was yeah. like okay well I m- might as well like if I want to be in magazines I need to yeah do it soon uh-huh. so I quit I'd only lined up I think two months worth of work experience okay which was a bit scary take that um, jump you know yeah take that jump <laughs> why not because basically I quickly realized having applied for jobs that they really wouldn't consider anyone without any magazine work experience which is fair enough so I quit and I think at the time I had lined up a month at Cosmo and a month at Red Online Mm -hmm. and then yeah just basically luckily I had a little pot of savings which I basically burnt through for yeah this is the thing is it because you're not from a like a hugely privileged background and you're not from London you have to work yeah. during the day and work at the night I mean I interned off and on for about four years give or take yeah, in different places exactly. stylists different magazines you know because otherwise they don't want you to have no experience you need to know what you're doing when you're walking in to the well door. exactly yeah. and it is so hard like if my parents lived in London and like everyone who still lived with their parents were like, Oh my God, I can't stand it. And like, yeah. no, but you don't understand it's how lucky free. you are. It's free. Your mum's going to wash your pants yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. For you. Like yeah. you, you literally have no expenses. Yeah. So if my parents lived in London, hundred percent, I would have moved back. Yeah. But as it were, they don't, they live in France. So I My parents just... live in France. Nice. So I grew rude. up in France. Oh, you can see mine just mm. left me. They're so rude. They're like, Oh, oh I took the cat. I mean, it is a great country. <laughs> Sorry, yes. going back yeah, to the yeah. story. So yeah, yeah going back to the story. <laughs> so basically like burnt a massive hole in my savings. Because yeah. yeah, like you, like I basically, I think in the end I probably interned for like a couple of years, maybe mm-hmm. a year or two. The Cosmo internship, even though it was on print, I got chatting to the web editor at the time. Smart. Yeah, like you literally just have to, yeah. I'm say a polite way to haul yourself out. But basically I just... You do ne- have to haul yourself out. Just the thing like is, network as much as you can. And be prepared to do the shit jobs. Like you say, you're oh, there microwaving God. the salmon for Anne Robinson. I've like, done so many shit jobs. Like yeah. One, one <laughs> editor once, she was hosting a barbecue for like everyone else on the team. Obviously interns weren't invited. And she made me go to M&S and go and buy all the meat. <laughs> and oh, I'm like, cool. that's mean. And obviously, you just do it with a smile on your face because you're like, well, what if I say no? Like, maybe this will make the difference in me getting a job and yeah. me not getting a job. Spoiler alert: there's no job to get. So, yeah, yeah. Um, no one but, leaves them because no they were one, literally no. like hen's teeth. Like, so I interned at a lot of magazines. The worst thing I had to do was I was interning on a shoot for Close magazine. I was assisting the stylist, and it was. I'm not going to say her name, but she was on a soap and she had lost some weight. Right. So she'd been working out with a trainer 
and a personal trainer and she had her outfit on and she was like she they were about to take pictures in the same outfit because maybe it was in the same video and so there was consistency but she'd obviously been wearing them so she was like oh you might want to give these once over passed me over her trainers with dog poo on the sole and I was like yeah fine no problem take them to the toilet crying butter knife scraping (laughs) shit into the sink just like why and I'm literally not getting paid to be there I've been up since it's that morning on the tube I'm quite impressed you had a butter knife (laughs) it was what I'd got from the kitchen put it back in afterwards but you did it like I do feel like and it makes me sound like a grandma when I say this but I do think it's different with the younger generation nowadays, yeah. people just aren't willing to scrape the shit off a of shit anymore, <laughs> are they? Get in there, get some stinky fish in the microwave, exactly. scrape some dog shit off a of shoe, and then like eventually you'll be really, really happy. No, <laughs> but do you know what? It is the highs and lows. And I think yeah. that any job has obviously got two sides of the coin, but they are so extreme in fashion. Like they're so extreme. Yeah, they really but are. if you turn up on time, you've got a smile on your face and you're prepared yeah. to do the crap jobs, people do notice. They really do. And from the other side now, yeah. when we do get interns and freelancers in it, is those people, like you do notice, yeah. especially if they're not on time, if they don't want to do stuff, like they're just never going to come back. And yeah. occasionally they then email us asking us for paid work and you're like, well, actually, no, you didn't make a good impression. Yeah. If you're not willing to do the small, like uninteresting tasks, then why would you graduate to doing yeah. really cool stuff? Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because I mean, when I was doing back editorial, when I was interning, I moved on and I then had my own interns. And sometimes they turn up and they'd be like girls and you could see they wanted to make a good impression. They'd be wearing like, yeah. massive heels. They'd have like their hair extensions in. And I was like, babe, you're going to be in a cupboard all day. Oh, I'm I really know. sorry. Your outfit is wasted. I'd literally say it to them. I'm, yeah. like, I'm sorry. You're not even coming on the shoot. Like, you're literally packing bags. But, yeah. you know, even when you're it's on the true. shoot, you're wearing trainers because you're going to be lining stuff up and you're going to be oh, stealing yeah. or doing whatever needs to be done. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. But, it's not always easy. No, but, but if you work hard, like you say, yeah. every single time I intern, I was asked to stay longer. And I think that shows. I was yeah. working for free, so of course well, I was going to stay longer. Sure, <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like, when I was at Cosville, I got chatted to the web editor and then mm-hmm. I helped out with... I don't know if they still do them. They used to have the Blog Awards. Um, oh, yeah, probably. So I helped out with that. And then they had a web assistant. So it was like a year-long thing. And when she left, basically, they thought of me, slash I hounded them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then I got the job. So it kind of, you know, worked. Yeah. And the pay was awful. But yeah. it's a foot in the door, isn't it? Exactly. And that's how you... Grab it with two hands. And it doesn't matter if the pay is awful and you're doing quite rubbish stuff. You go in every day and you work towards it. Exactly. Same with most jobs, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, Mm. exactly. I don't really know many other industries because I've not been in them. But I'm sure sure it's the same everywhere. You can't just graduate and get a 60k a no. year Even job. if you're an accountant, you've got to go and be an accounts assistant first and like do payroll to begin with exactly. and like progress up. But I suppose because it's fashion, everyone expects it to be glamorous straight away and it's just not really, is no. it? So you were at Cosmo for a year. Yes. Talk to me about Cosmo. Cosmo, it, it was super fun. It, mm. it really was. It was a lot of hard work, but then everyone worked really hard because that mm. was, I think that was my first experience of editorial online and how fast-paced it is because you're just constantly like churning out news stories, fashion galleries, doing social media as well. Mm-hmm. But it was a cool team. You know, everyone was was really young and fun. And yeah, again, I learned loads, you know, just mm. it was, yeah, my first proper journalistic 
job, I guess. And there were glamorous sides to it. You know, you could see the fashion covered. And that was a few years ago now, probably, I don't know, six years. And it was a bit more of the heyday, as it were. Yeah, of, you know, like, there was more money in print than there, there was more now. money in print. You had like fashion cupboard full of lovely clothes yeah. <laughs> you know just seeing glamorous editors walking in and out and you know you did fun things because especially as the interns you get to go to a lot of the events maybe the more senior people didn't want to go to I mean like Cosmos or you can imagine is very like fun mm-hmm. sexy oriented so we yeah. all, we always had like basically male models coming into the office yes that's how the place all no. work <laughs> like basically we'd have crispy creams delivered like yeah. every week and hot guys as well and the puppies dream. so actually puppies. it was quite fun yeah yeah puppies that probably isn't allowed anymore now the actual, yeah. dream. actual dream cake fit men and puppies yeah <gasps> yeah it's fun see i interned at more and there was always cake and i was like that's what i like yeah they always, always send the naughty stuff to the office yeah but puppies we never had any puppies that was my favourite part. Yeah. I think they had rabbits once as well. Like, you just rabbits. always run, like, get random emails from a brand saying, oh, we'll be in the atrium. This and they week. know that and everyone will like- go down there to see their PR, so they just bring a puppy. Yeah. That is such a smart PR move. It's smart, isn't it? Yeah. All PRs and press people should just have puppy parties. Yeah. And rabbit parties. Just guaranteed. If you put puppy in the subject line, people are there. God. So, yeah. so where did you go from Cosmo? So from Cosmo, I went very briefly to, I think, well, maybe I was there for six months, I guess, at an agency which I don't think exists anymore now. Mm. It was called the Rabbit Agency and it was okay. um, a social media agency, but it was more to, like, they worked on brand accounts right so at the time they were collaborating with asos on their as seen on me influencer campaign and the reason i took the job was obviously my internship was coming to an end and that was a paid job so you know they contacted me and i was like you know what's the worst that could happen Mm -hmm. i didn't like it at all to be honest agencies are Um, cool. yeah i didn't really know what I was getting into Mm -hmm. the money was good it was the best paid job I'd had so far and working with ASOS was fun but it's just I hated the not commercial side of it but it just yeah it felt a bit more corporate it wasn't really like it's a very different dynamic when you've got to serve a client so I'm similar I'm like yeah me too Uh, so (laughs) I worked at an agency as well after doing editorial because again they chuck money at you because they want to be able to say oh, we've got an editor here doing your content, Mm. so it's going to be editorial-style content. I can understand why they'd sell that into a client, but it is relentless because you're doing the job you were doing for one person for 10 and managing a team of 10 and just being like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, It's just different. And, like, if you're into it and you like that pace of life, then it's great. But do you know what? Everyone got drunk every single lunchtime because they were so young, so highly stressed. We were just like, oh, my God, I've literally had like 10 client meetings and everyone wants a piece of me. Should we just go to the pub? It was ridiculous. But fun. But, yeah, I was like, no, enough. No, that's the thing. And then it got to a point where, so their ASOS contract was quite short. And they, Mm. well, short, I think, yeah, it probably ended like five months into my job. And then I ended up working on like, I think something really random, like... Amex or or BA like Wherever just something really like con- yeah. consumery and I was like nah I'm out yeah so enough. I went freelance mm-hmm. and I got 
a few short stints. I think I had good housekeeping and read on went back to read online. Mm. So yeah, which was really cool. Yeah. Not doing fashion, more like interiors and beauty and uh, food. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah, but food again. I mean, that is oh a little my bit god. Of a Let job. me come back to the good housekeeping <laughs> stuff because honestly, but that's a later part of the story. <laughs> but that was another great gig. Yeah. So then I applied for jobs. And finally landed a permanent position at handbag.com. Okay. I don't know if you remember it. It's still going, no. No. So for Was my... it Trini and Susanna? Was that... Was no, it, so it, it was just an editorial, like, right, okay. magazine at I do Hearst. remember it. Oh, it was at yeah. Hearst. Okay. Yeah, 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 Hearst. Mm. And so I was assisting the fashion and beauty editors. Mm-hmm. And then four months in, they shut the brand. <laughs> yeah. I remember so, it being advertised everywhere. Mm. They were quite early with that, actually, for her to kind of invest in. They were really really... early, and in a way, I think they were too early. Yeah. Because management weren't, I don't think, willing to invest, particularly in in a digital first brand at the time. I think a part of that and part of not really being able to get much advertising on Mm. it meant that they shut that. Because people didn't get it yet. No, Mm. exactly. So, But it was a really cool brand, cool team. So obviously that was gutting and my first experience of being made redundant, Mm -hmm. which, you know, that's just a common story in this industry. We were either told, you know, you can either take the redundancy, which... For me, having been there four months, I would get nothing. Yeah, like 30p. Yeah, like... probably. Exactly. <laughs> Enough to buy a sandwich, maybe. Yeah. Um, or you can go to Good Housekeeping because we're revamping the website. Okay. We need more digital people. Yeah. So ended up there doing a bit of fashion beauty. I think a little bit of the food stuff, maybe, but just like the recipe side of things. You but, were writing recipes? <clears throat> no, oh, no, no, no. They've got a rigorous process. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, you can't do it. They're triple tested. Really? Yeah, yeah. They pick like stuff three times to then make notes and stuff, be able to tell readers they've got the best possible recipe. Okay. Yeah. So, no, I think we were just helping like index and stuff like that right, on the website. Okay. So that was interesting because mm. obviously the readership is a bit older and it's such like a, an old brand. Yeah. But they had this big kitchen where they cooked all the recipes. The dream. The dream. And then <laughs> what I didn't realise at the time, like everyone had Tupperware that they kept in their drawers. And I was like, why? And yeah. then basically, I think once a week, once every fortnight, they get a massive email saying, right, all the recipes we've tested, come to the kitchen now. And people would literally run with their Tupperware boxes <laughs> to get all the free food but the food was amazing like I'd get free dinners out of it it was great um and then they also did things like say they'll do a big issue of the best hot cross buns at Easter so they'll call in all the different hot cross buns from brands except you don't know what brands they are so they'll lay them out in the kitchen it's really high tech they've got iPads and then you have to do taste tests and I think it was basically maybe consistency taste and appearance or something or texture like, like it was how like straight as the I know exactly but you really got into it you're like no this Chris it's not tangy enough it's really <laughs> oh no this is too thin it feels cheap uh, so you got like proper yeah it's, it's quite good fun so you had to sign up for all these taste yeah. tests the best ones obviously were all the pastries and the Easter oh my god the Easter eggs were amazing and the dream you had I think yeah booze Mold wine. Mold yeah. wine. And so actually it's quite, I wanted to do fashion. It really wasn't that fashiony. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, but like, you know, not doing fashion, but hugging puppies, getting to try cakes. Like, so if someone was. wanted to come and work with you, mm. 
what would they do? Because there's going to be people listening going like, oh my God, this is the dream. What do yeah. I do? Like, give me the advice. What, to get to a fashion editor kind yeah. of position. Yeah. I would say from graduating. Yeah, was, or however, yeah. or not graduating or whatever. Just, they... I mean, I would say... I don't know how much parents are going to kill me, but I don't know how much my degree helped. Mm-hmm. I would say definitely experience is so much better. Yeah. It sounds really silly, but good spelling. Yeah. Just being able to write is, you know, you'd be surprised how many people can't write. Um, mm. And it's a skill that you hone. And nowadays, a social media presence is really important because people are going to check you out. Yeah. So, you know, if I see that someone's got a really cool vibe on Instagram or really active or knows what they're talking about, then Mm. they'll probably stand out a bit more. But I'd say someone who has done their research as well, if someone's applying to work with me, I don't really want to get a cover letter saying, oh, I really love Elle and I'd love to work for Elle because I don't work for Elle. So, you know, like things like that, like don't copy paste. And I'm sure I've done it when I applied for jobs when I was younger, but just do a bit of research, find out what it is that I do and how you can help with that. Mm -hmm. Because it's quite easy to find out. You can just look at the articles I write and say, oh, I, you know, one of my old editors gave me the tip to apply for another job I got was to make it as personal as you can in your Mm -hmm. cover letter without sounding Being creepy. A creep. I saw those pictures uh, of you with the bus well, exactly. that I've got on my phone. Um, exactly. <laughs> but like, so for example, at the time I applied for a job at Look mm. and the fashion editor there was getting married and she shared on Instagram like invitations that she'd done. I was like, oh, that looked really cool. I'm planning my wedding myself. Blah, blah. Mm. And I, whilst I didn't get the job, I did get a reply. And I think it's just yeah. things like that that make it look like you've gone through the trouble of finding out a bit more about that person. Yeah. And that you're more interested in the job than you're just like, right, there's 50 jobs available. I'm going to copy and paste this and send it to oh, everyone. Yeah. But actually, if there's one you really, really want, take yeah. the time. Exactly. Or like simple things like, oh, I really loved that piece you wrote about X, Y, yeah. and Z. Yeah, yeah. Because that shows that they've taken the time to look at what you've done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess like a bit of research, enthusiasm. And if they do work with me, just being quite not serious but you know like turning up on time Mm -hmm. being proactive taking notes because you'd be surprised how many people don't take notes and then have to ask for questions again that's so annoying it's really do you need to take notes because i'm not going to tell you this again without being a dickhead you've got like 10 (laughs) minutes to hand over that thing like delegate and move on exactly and they're like "Uh uh uh-huh uh-huh and just like what did he mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i know not everything you ask them to do is going to be mega interesting. But then, you know, not everything I do in my day-to-day job is interesting because Mm. everyone has to do a bit of admin and just do it. Because we've all done it. We've all Mm -hmm. done stuff we didn't want to do, but it just helps show that you're motivated and that Mm. you're not afraid to, I don't know, get your hands dirty as it were. Yeah, that's it. Get Mm. stuck in. Yeah. So talk to me about how you got to Marie Claire. So how I got to Marie Claire, where did I... Leave. Oh, I was at Good Housekeeping. You were Good it? Housekeeping. Good Housekeeping. Yeah, trying cake, but, yeah, not, try and cake, but not fashion and beauty. So then I got a job at you and your wedding. Okay. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah. We, big frocks. Big frocks. A, yeah. lot, a lot of big frocks, <laughs> which was, again, really interesting because it's just a totally different world mm. working for 
a bridal magazine. Yeah. It was my first job doing fashion and beauty and no one else was doing fashion and beauty there online at the time. So I thought, mm. oh, well, it's a good stepping stone. And my job wasn't super safe at good housekeeping. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm just going to try and find a job where I've got like, you know, job certainty. Yeah. Because once you've been made redundant once, it kind of, the fear never leaves you. Mm-hmm. So I was there for about a year and then they made my editor redundant, which was really sad. Basically, it was just me on the website. So that's crazy. It's crazy, and yeah, I, that would never happen now. No, it wouldn't. But obviously, they didn't give me a promotion. And whilst I loved the team, well, most of the team, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there were a few different factors that made me want to leave. Yeah. So my editor got made redundant. Was at uh, Northern and Shell doing paid social media for AK Magazine and a few mm. of their other publications. So she sort of poached me. Okay. And it was really good money, but again, a very different vibe. The mm. paid social media was really interesting to learn about, but no paid writing. And it's, yeah. it's different. It's really different. And then a friend of mine who I used to work with at Cosmo said her friend who was the web editor at Marie Claire at the time, was looking for a fashion editor. She was like, oh, you should apply. I was like, oh, I don't know. I've only been at this job for like two months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't want to take the piss. Um, but then I was like, oh, fuck it. What have I got to lose? Yeah, definitely. And applied, got an interview, had two interviews, had to complete like a massive writing task. Yeah, they so may like, jump through some hoops, don't they? Yeah, quite a few yeah. hoops. Which, fair enough, they must have had so many people apply for it. Yeah. So then I found out I got the job mm-hmm. and that's where I've been ever since. I mean, yeah. it's really interesting to hear that they've chosen someone who's got a really pure digital background because especially in this climate where so yeah. many magazines are folding, there are going to be quite a few fashion editors who have just done print that are like, shit, I need to switch over now. So they might have yeah. all fashion background, but actually their digital is not you kind of need both now to be honest Mm. it's a really tough industry and they've sadly recently closed the print side of of Marie Mm. Claire the fact is people don't really buy magazines anymore and that's a big chunk of the revenue that you're losing yeah so that's why a lot of of brands I guess are trying to do the whole 360 thing which Elle were and still are really good at of Mm. being able to write for both platforms because you're kind of future-proofing yourself you know with like online publications, bloggers, influencers, people are getting all their content online. So you can't really avoid not doing online. Yeah, it's just so mad to have grown up with it. Like literally my favourite day when I was a kid was Wednesday because that was when Just 17 came out, More came out. Look, like all these magazines, I used to just get a stack of them and I'd look through them and I was like, oh my God, all I want to do when I grow up is work in a magazine. All I want to do, then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to start getting like the face and ID and days and like moved on to like the proper like fashion-y magazines when I was studying it. And now, I mean, working on them, you're like, okay, well, those shoots were happening like six months before, three months before. Yeah. That stuff is old news within like two hours. So if it was shot six months ago, it would have been seen on 50 celebrities. It's going to be seen on the catwalk. It's going to be seen on the red carpet. It has to be 
you can't quicker <laughs> that's the thing and you know obviously with magazines you shoot them like months yeah. in advance sometimes the clothes that they shoot don't go into production yeah or when they go into the shops isn't the same as the sale date of the magazine mm-hmm. so when you come in you know you still get those people who come into a shop with a magazine like oh do you have this dress and yeah like, no it's been sold out for a month or something yeah. so, and people get quite annoyed at that and that's why a lot of the shopping content online does better because it's yeah. instant and you've got all the analytics to say, okay, well, these people clicked. Yeah. They're in here. There's affiliate links. It's so different. So where I know that previously brands, because I worked in PR and editorial, mm-hmm. I think they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Brands loved a bit of print editorial because they could oh, put yeah. it in a folder or they could put it on their wall. And Thing they were like, it- oh, look, yeah. we were in Vogue. And it's like, not that I ever got anything in Vogue. <laughs> I mean, to be realistic, I didn't like the PR face. I don't think face. a lot of people can. <laughs> that didn't happen. I once got it in the Times because I literally harassed the guy and I was like, please, oh, please. I, and he was like, yeah, fine, I'll I put that it. shirt in. But then I made it off I my saw. own back because in fact, face were like, oh, we can be in the Times. I was like, no. And because I basically pretty much offered to Just set low, off to go really in low expectations. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, you've shot yourself in the foot. Yeah, exactly. No, but, it, it is tough. And the thing is, I get it. Like, it does look nicer on a page, yeah. especially if it's in a beautiful, nice sh- shoot, yeah. fashion shoot. Yeah, and, yeah. and we don't have those glossy fashion shoots online. Hopefully that's something that we might change. But if we yeah. do, a shoot is going to be more of a, like a street style yeah. thing. And it, it's it doesn't look as, as pretty and glossy, but I don't know if that's necessarily what people want that much Mm. anymore it's a hard one they're used to seeing stuff that's a bit more realistic and actually people are a bit more savvy with photoshop and they want to see it on different size people they want to see more diversity and like the classic fashion magazine shoot is very you know a bit them saying that i loved a shoot i loved like looking through these shoots and being like oh my god they're in morocco and there's someone like with a goat and it just looks amazing it's just (laughs) like they just sell you the dream don't they yeah the Marie Claire shoots were beautiful, you know. Yeah. But, um, but they're expensive just, as well. Yeah. They are expensive. And if you can't see immediate return and immediate revenue you like you can with online, they start... That's saying, the thing, you know, it's a tough thing to justify because mm. with magazines, the way they make their money is obviously through readers buying them mm-hmm. and a lot through advertising yeah. and the problem is it sort of goes hand in hand because maybe a brand won't want to advertise if you don't have those circulation numbers so it's kind of like a vicious cycle and then on top of that you've got all the outgoings of obviously paying staff mm-hmm. paying you know a lot of these shoots get freelanced out yeah so we'll pay obviously models photographers travel to go and shoot yeah. in really nice locations and that is just a lot of money at yeah. the end of the day. And if you're not... A producer to put it all together. Like, yeah, Exactly. And if, you know, there'll also be commissioning out features mm-hmm. to freelance writers and it, it just all adds up. And unfortunately, if you're not in the black, then you're yeah. in the red and that's, yeah. that's what it is, you know. And also so, I think the rise of the influencer. So you've obviously got an Instagram, which mm-hmm. is gorgeous. Thank which you. you discussed a bit before. Yes. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Give it a plug. Penny Goldstone, oh, very original, yeah. Oh, you managed to get your whole name, that's good. Yeah, 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 no dots or anything. Did you get in there early with the old name? I did, I yeah. did. They didn't have, early I think I checked, I I think they didn't have Penelope Goldstone, which I was a bit annoyed about. Penelope but, is a fabulous, Penelope Goldstone you. sounds fully like a Bond girl. I always get that, I love yeah. it. I, my married name is a total upgrade, sorry mum and dad, but yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, 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 I was yeah. Travers before, it's fine. Oh yeah, no, Goldstone all day long. Goldstone, yeah. 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 So I think they didn't have Penelope Goldstone, but they did have Penny Goldstone. 
Goldstone. Yeah. So that was fine. That's wicked. Yeah. Yeah, you're in. I was quite happy, yeah. Penelope Goldstone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, check it out. At Penny Goldstone. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Penny Goldstone, sorry. So you have a really beautiful, well-curated, well-shot. We discussed earlier that her husband takes amazing, amazing photos. Very lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I've got like a IRL Instagram husband. Yeah. Patient and has an eye, like for real. He's got an eye, yeah. What does he do? So he works in the video game industry. Does he? So completely separate, but he is quite passionate about photography. So he bought himself a camera, like he's self-taught and he's always like buying new lenses. He's like, no, no, I've I've been researching. Yeah, so the last lens he got, we trekked around I'm obviously very grateful I sound ungrateful we trekked around (laughs) for like hours to go to this camera shop in LA when we were on holiday but because he was Mm. like I've done all this research and you know all the street style fashion photographers they're using this lens so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get that and then we can upgrade it and you know it'll be really cool and blessed so we got it and he's always happy to like in fact I probably lose patience before he does because I'm like no no fine we've got the shot he's like no no but look this lighting here is really interesting or this angle is really good so yeah. I mean, we I'm did say lucky. this, but when I asked my husband to take a photo of me, he'll pretend he's taking a photo and he's actually taking a photo of himself. Or he keeps taking yeah. photos as I'm approaching. So you've just got like 50 pictures of my arm going up <laughs> and then I can't find a nice picture because it's all me getting annoyed with him. I mean, helpful, yeah. <sighs> no, he's... Can yeah. we swap husbands? Oh, I'll send him I mean, <laughs> put the cockies <laughs> in the oh, fruit in the bowl. Glass bowl yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Insta husbands yeah, purely exactly. on a photography basis. No, I mean I was gonna. You know, he should. Well, say, there's a career in it if yeah. he wants it. You know, really like, people is. would pay good money for for a good photographer. And actually, a lot of influencers do make really gorgeous content. Another thing, and they're using products that are in the shops at the time. They yeah. go out the next day. They're gone immediately. Oh my god! Yeah, like the amount of items that I've bought, having seen them on influences yes same. i'm like sometimes like what am i doing like i can't afford to live like this but yeah. you're like right everyone she's wearing it it's going to sell out it's going to sell out i have to buy it we're slowly starting to wind down okay. we're here we've hit the peak we've got your day we know how we want to come and work with you if that is someone's goal yeah advice to your younger self what would that be advice to my younger self is just be patient and trust in yourself you probably wouldn't tell now, but I used to be so shy and so like really? lacking in confidence. Yeah, completely. And I just basically had to snap myself out of it because I'm like, well, if I'm just like staring my shoes and just whispering to people <laughs> when I'm in an intern, no one's going to remember me. So That's you just so have true. to fake it. Yeah, probably like cliche, but fake it till you make it. Yeah. Because people will remember you that way. And also don't be afraid to admit it when you're wrong or when you've made a mistake because mm-hmm. people appreciate that because so many times I'm like right I can't remember what she asked me to do or Notepad. you know I can't do it yeah should have made some notes Notepad, yeah. exactly. <laughs> take notes um but I was like well what's the worst that could happen if I like at least yeah. I'll do it right rather than them finding out that I've messed it up yeah. tomorrow so yeah just be patient be more confident because things do work out even if you don't see it at the time because mm. at the end of the day I think every job I've had has helped me in some way get to where I am so I have a few extra questions okay go for it nothing scary don't worry so throughout this chat about your career and we followed actually the kind of rise of digital really you were kind of there at the right point to learn everything and then you kind Mm -hmm. of it's grown with you yeah what are your future predictions what's going to be the next five years what what, in terms of magazines or Or just just digital 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 media and digital content in general it's just 
ever evolving. Mm. I think it's hard to picture what the next Instagram will be. Mm-hmm. I feel like Instagram's probably always going to be the main one for our age group anyway. Yeah. I don't really get all the TikTok stuff. I whatever. Probably it's that growing. for younger people. It is yeah, growing, maybe. Though. Yeah. But I think it's just probably going to be more platforms, more shoppable videos. I think it's definitely whether it's editorial or shops or brands shoppable content is going to become way more massive i mm. wouldn't be surprised if you could just click it at the end of the day we're all consumers and people buy as yeah unsustainable as that is yeah and that is the content that does well on instagram is all you know shopping beauty tips style tips i think that will be developed a lot more. Yeah, I guess maybe we'll see more brands doing their own editorial mm-hmm. stuff, different formats, kind of like Astrid and me doing a podcast. Well, that's an excellent um, idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you kind of want to be able to reach people in all aspects of their lives. So whether yeah. that's TV, reading online or listening to evolve with people, basically. Yeah, totally um, agree. Yeah. So who inspired your career? Was there like a certain someone that you like looked up to? I don't think so. I just was in love with the whole idea of the fashion world. Like I mm-hmm. had a scrapbook with all the trends that I loved. And at the yeah. time I was really into Kate Moss and Sienna Miller. Yeah. Sienna Miller, the boho years. Yeah. Did you have one yeah. of those belts that are those big round circles with this? Because I've got a feeling they're going to be back. Right? I, you know, <laughs> I think they. I've, I've heard rumours that they are coming back. So I hope you still have yours. Because oh, I yeah. wouldn't fit. They'd go on my leg. I'll <laughs> be like a nice thigh garter. No, I love that. So yeah, I just think things like that, and yeah. probably oh, it's such a cliche, but watching shows like Sex and the City, yeah, obviously wanted yeah. to be Carrie, yeah. even though watching it back now she's a bit of a dick isn't she oh, she's, quite she's not a good friend she is it's not cringy. a good friend I it's know. just like oh it's crunchy yeah she's crunchy she's a back so yeah there you really go. really hard right yeah. so he can shut up which one who was that that was the oh like, that was burger 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 who broke That's up with crunchy. her on a post-it <laughs> yeah and she was like and this hat is fabulous I know. <laughs> is that right she's she such so a dick yeah, yeah she's a total I know. dick <laughs> oh but yeah no so things like that I wouldn't say I was I admired one person in particular, especially because mm. like when I was younger, I wasn't really aware of maybe people like Anna Winter and, yeah. you know, so probably not the one person, no. Yeah, and I suppose growing up in France, do you think that that's influenced your style now? Um, it's probably a little bit, just because maybe subconsciously I don't want to give up that part of me mm-hmm. because I speak English every day my husband is English my friends are English so it's, you dream in English thinking English I d- yeah day. I do so part of me is like no I need to retain a little bit of France so maybe that's inspired me to invest in a lot of the more classic pieces however living in London I would say it's definitely forced me to experiment a bit more mm-hmm. and that's not something that you get as much of in Paris that's actually what I was going to say. Mm. What do you think the main differences are fashion-wise between English women and French women or London women and Parisian women, I suppose, are the kind of yeah, I think that's Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think London women are more daring mm-hmm. and they're bolder and it, they don't necessarily follow the, the sort of classic rules of colour clashing. And it's quite a big thing in France, like you don't show your tits and your arse at the same oh, time. Really? So basically you would have like a low plunging dress. Yeah 
that's also short. You wouldn't really yeah. have that that much. Obviously, that there are no strict rules. You'd either like cover your top or your legs. But okay. here, like, they don't really care as no, much. Which give zero shits. Like. Yeah, you go like, down to, like, the high oh, street. No one cares, do they? So much more confidence here. And when I'm at Fashion Week, the street style in London is mm. so much different than Paris. Like, Paris is always going to be really chic, very, like, refined. Yeah. You know, they'll always be really elegant. And who doesn't want to dress like Brigitte Bardot or yeah. you know um, oh my god the way you said that's you know, literally so cool you. or Catherine <laughs> you know like they're, they're all really classy women but then yeah. in London the street style is like colourful it's more like bolder designs textures mm. like people aren't afraid to express themselves which is really mm. refreshing I think so yeah nice. in a nutshell I would say that's the big, the big difference so where do you get your inspiration from? my inspiration I would say has over the years it's changed so now I all of it I get from Instagram to be honest so all the like celebrities I follow on Instagram or influencers I follow any specific celebs or influencers that Um, you should be checking out if you want to so yeah I tend to have like the same few that I keep checking Uh I'm obsessed with Monique I don't know if you know her like she basically could wear a bin bag and it would look really cool so yeah. So check her out. No, but it's always like really cool mixing like high low um yeah. stuff. Who else do I read? Kemi Charrière looks like French influencer. She mm-hmm. always looks really chic and quite nineties. Really like Ropes of Holland and Hannah Krosky for more like high street finds. They've basically influenced me to buy so much stuff. That's so, good. you know, it's yeah. good for brands. So probably more influencers now than celebrities. I'd say That's so. mad, isn't it? You know, yeah. where previously the influencers would have been following fashion editors and now fashion editors are getting influenced from it, you know. Yeah. Oh, who and knows what's going to happen in 360? Knows? Yeah, and then like seeing other fashion editors as well. Of course, you know, you're constantly surrounded by stylish yeah, people. exactly. So. <laughs> so, that, that, so I really don't need to look very far, to be honest. Okay, so last question. Okay. Biggest trends for autumn, winter and spring, summer? Because Ooh. I'm too lazy to find out for myself. Okay, biggest trends for autumn, winter... I would say it's kind of usually I see that trends do kind of carry on like from it's one much season. Slower now, isn't it? It is I've much slower. That. There's a lot of slouchy knee high boots about. Looking I kind of like a chic take on the eighties. They're really nice. A lot of knitted separates, mm-hmm. pleated skirts are back. Mm. A lot of it's called the mid axi. Length. I've seen a Medaxi yeah. reference on a... Mm. What was I on? And other stories. I was like, Medaxi? Yeah. Sounds like a cocktail to I me. It does <laughs> sound quite nice, doesn't it? So slightly longer than the midi skirt. Right. Slightly shorter than the maxi. Yeah, just a lot of skirts, a lot of puff sleeves as well, carrying over the prairie dress. Mm-hmm. Very big on the prairie dress, which you can wear for autumn winter if you layer it over like a nice roll neck jumper. I'm a big dress person, so I yeah, like to transition um, my dresses and just basically layer stuff. Bit of heat tech, you know, glow, can't go oh wrong. Oh my God, you, it's godsend. Yeah. So good. All summer clothes can yeah. be worn if you've got a layer of heat tech underneath it. Oh, 100%. And um, you don't have to wear a big coat yeah. either, which I hate wearing like a big, like, no, I feel like a jacket potato in a big coat. Although duffel coats <laughs> are a big thing. Duffel coats. And hiking boots are another big thing. Oh, but which is like. Can build on to Jay. Very on trend. Titan um, is all, yeah. But a duffel coat. Unless you're really thin, you look like Paddington Bear or a giant toddler. Like, I can't wear a duffel coat. They're not my vibe. Some girls can pull them off. If you're tiny, if you've got boobs, you're wearing a duffel coat. 
it's, it's just not, not for a you, good not combo. for you. No, yeah, and back in the old jacket potato realms, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and vegan leather, also big news. Vegan leather, yeah. So I pleather. Well, otherwise known as it's otherwise... <laughs> when I was a kid we were going to Morgan we'd get our pleather trousers on to be fair all that stuff is like totally back in fashion because I, I showed my friend today I got set this really cute like vegan leather dress and I yeah. showed Sinel at work and he was like vegan leather so plastic yeah it's like um, well. <laughs> rebranding but, yeah rebranding yeah so vegan leather but they do really leather. nice like chic vegan leather coats <laughs> but yeah so that I would invest in okay. that and then spring summer because you've literally just seen everything so you've got yeah. like you're well, in the well so actually I've just it. seen spring summer because they always do them a season yeah. in advance so fashion yeah. is spring summer and there'll always be like similar stories as they call them so like florals always be big news pastel always be big news yeah. but then maybe it's just the shape of the garment so there'll be a lot of like puff sleeves again a bit of of sheer handling going on lace is back a lot of nice lace crochet okay yeah a lot of cargo kind of vibes as well i can't get get my head around because i'm still like all saints i think i'm too old for cargo pants I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Or like, do you but remember yeah. when like Jayla would wear them with like the high heel Timberland? Oh God. Do you remember that look? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she's having a fucking moment. Like that Versace was, oh my God. When that she came stomping down the wrong way. Absolutely like, yes, girl. insane. Insane. She, can you believe Were you she's there? 50? No, sadly I wasn't. But yeah. My friend does the PR Versace and she literally had like a video and I was like, Are you I was so me? gutted because also it's just the FOMO that yeah. literally it was all over my Instagram. I was like, yeah. great, I was in there, cool, thanks. Yeah, rude. Um, yeah, rude. Exactly. Store. She just yeah. sorted you out. Like, there you really, go. She's <laughs> going to Alex Chan actually, which is a nice place to be. Speak to Sarah, she's babe. Anyway, um, so. Yeah. So I think that's spring, about. Lace, big old sleeves, pastels. Yeah, pastels and colour as well. Still, We're still seeing a bit of orange. So orange. tangerine chic is where it's at. Tangerine chic. Do you know what? I struggle with orange because I've got the slightly orange hair. Mm, at the it's a tricky. It, you have to get the right shade of orange, I find. Uh-huh. I've yet to find it. I've tried different ones. Mm. I'm not quite sure yet. But still seeing a bit of neon as well. Yeah, neon. Yeah. I'm too old for neon. Neon and wrinkles for me is not a good combo. So. <laughs> Right, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast. Thank you for listening to After Hours by Astrid and Miu. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. See you next week.